Welcome to the MLB Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we are looking at a Friday slate here, getting ahead of this for you guys on Thursday night here in Major League Baseball. Quick run through, Nate, of how we know we did so far on Thursday night, August the 10th. Still a couple games to be played, or at least the uh, Dodgers game needs to, to go through there. You had a couple picks from the Dodgers and the Rockies, basically fading the Rockies and riding with those Doyers. Uh, Washington at Philly. You got a bunch of stuff in that game, right? You got Castellanos with a run and the money line for the Phils. They won 6-2. That means they also got over five and a half runs. You had that right. I had Aaron Nola to get six Ks. That happened. They didn't score their runs until later in the game, so I didn't get the first five over four and a half for these two teams. Um, but we did get, uh, I also had Philly uh, at less juice there than you, but Philly to get four over four and a half runs, they did that. The Yandy Diaz ladder failed us. He only got on base once to get around the bases for a run, but that didn't happen. So we are expected to be winning some money here, though, by the end of this night once all things are said and done and looking at to continue on in this like 35 and 29 record we've got going in the MLB so far. So just a quick reminder to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Also a reminder to head to the lines.com. Use that odds finder tool we have on there. I know I'm using it to make sure we're getting the best odds from all these books. Super easy chart to look at and see everything right there in front of you. Uh, as we are now moving on here into this Friday slate, Nate, you want to kick us off with your game one in Arizona. Yeah, two teams that cannot buy a win, the Padres and Diamondbacks, but I am going to continue to fade the Diamondbacks, obviously because you have a, a pitching discrepancy here. Uh, the the money line is is pretty thin for the Padres. It's actually not that bad to get minus 168 with a Cy Young candidate on the mound in Blake Snell, but I'll take the run line. At minus one and a half, put a half unit on that and then look for some player performance doubles. I haven't seen the odds up yet, but I think Snell to get six or seven Ks in a win for the Padres uh, should have some decent juice here. Um, I mean, yeah, Blake Snell pitching like he was when he won the Cy. He, you know, he's got a 2.4 ERA on the road, 1.7 since the break. He, he has absolutely dominated this Diamondbacks lineup. Four and one, point oh eight. ERA, uh, 13.3 K per nine ratio in his seven career against Arizona, getting better and better. I, you know, just pitching really well at Chase Field, which is generally a, a hitter friendly park. But, uh, and the D, the D backs generally pretty good against lefties, although they are only hitting 223 against Southpaws over the last month. And it's really, yeah, just a team that cannot, cannot do anything right in that, in that span. I mean, they have a collective 301 Woba. They have the fifth worst rating against sliders in that last 30. Um, Snell, obviously, great slider, great curve. But, I mean, what why I like the Ks is he's also, like, still walking a ton of people. Like, eight, <laughs> eight walk per nine. And then what do you do if you're a great pitcher and you have put out stuff? That's why he has a 34% K rate with runners in scoring position. So, I mean, I think he'll get himself into trouble, get himself out of it. Yeah. I do think the Padres are going to win this game because, again, the D-backs, the last 30, they also have the worst bullpen in baseball. And Ryan Nelson, um, you know, interesting talent, hasn't really put it together yet in 26 MLB appearances, just giving up a ton of hard contact. And, uh, you know, nothing fluky here about the 356 batting average against at Chase Field uh, because he's only getting 8.5% soft contact. So it's like everything coming off the bat here with some pretty good exit velocity. Uh, I do think the Padres, you know, mostly 
you know, they got a mix of righties and lefties that can get to this guy, but, um, you know, should get you enough run support for Snell, who's probably turning into quality start that I feel confident enough about the run line here. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, the card, uh, the card of the Diamondbacks are just plummeting, uh, even though they were clearly trying to acquire some guys. Uh, they did get Seawald. That already hasn't worked out well. He he did come in and, and win a play in a, a game that didn't really matter anymore. They're already down 12 1. Uh, the Padres are better, but I, uh, you weren't here when I swore off of them just because of the way that they lose the games they should win and win the games that are a little bit closer and more competitive. Blake Snell, yeah, I, I, there's no walk uh, prop yet up for him as we're recording this on Thursday night, but I would love to find it over. It's got to be two and a half at, at least. It might be three and a half probably before you get into still like juice down, honestly, to the over at three and a half. So just, I mean, when, you, when you're walking guys more than once an inning, it's just wild when you're also a Cy Young candidate this year. So um, it's a little bit more wide open too, just interestingly, by the way, because of Spencer Strider struggling so much in his last few starts uh, and Zach Gallen as well, not being the same pitcher. Uh, it's really like a, a three ish man race and Snell's in it as much as anybody. So yeah, I would, I would think he would want to continue to punch guys out and he'll have to because he, he has to avoid get putting a ball in play when he's got runners in scoring position or runners on base, as you mentioned. So uh, I'm going to move over to uh, Oakland and Washington. I'm starting here. I know this is just going to make you hold your nose while I'm talking about uh, two of the worst teams in the entire league. But Paul Blackburn caught my eye because uh, he's on my fantasy team. I'll say that. Number one, he's a really good stream for tomorrow, in my opinion, if you're looking for someone to pick up in the fantasy league. Um, he's been nice with it, his last three starts. And that's where I was starting to find an angle in this game. And that's why I'm going under nine in the game. I'm also going, and I'm putting half a unit on that. It's minus 105 on FanDuel, so still really good odds there. And then Oakland's money line is minus 126 uh, on FanDuel, 0.3 units on that. A little bit less on them to win the game, just because I don't always trust what's going to happen happen when Blackburn comes out of the game. He's pitched no more than six innings in his last three, but they've still been really good. He's got 17.1 innings pitched in that time and three earned runs. Uh, so he's got 19 Ks and six walks, and he's only allowed one homer. That XERA is down to 3.86 for him. Uh, significantly noticeably worse anyway than than ha the half a run of his ERA at 4.35. So um, I, I think you're you're talking about a righty who's been good against uh, in his last three starts and definitely started to come up. And you're talking about Washington, who's basically got a bottom five offense against righties when it comes to producing things. We, we've talked about them now more than we probably should because they played the fills and, and we kept you know, fading them and finding ways to bet on the Phillies. Um, and I'm going to keep doing that with, with Oakland and Blackburn just in, in, in the way that they're hitting, like I said, bottom five, sixth worst WRC plus since July started, eighth worst WOBA, seventh worst slugging. The average is like bottom half of the league, and then they just don't strike out. That's the only noteworthy thing about them. Um, but Oakland bats versus right-handed pitching, the reason I also like the under here um, is, is because of the fact that they do have the seventh worst batting average, the ninth highest K percentage, but they also have the fourth highest walk percentage. They're kind of like the Blake Snell of offenses right now. They're also they're striking out a ton, but they're also walking a ton. So they sometimes have good play discipline, sometimes don't. It also happens when you have probably like six real MLB players and three that could probably be on a lot of AAA teams right now for Oakland. So that's probably a big part of that discrepancy. But the fact that they also have the 12th highest WRC plus since July started, that's a good enough sample for me to go. They score a decent amount of runs. They also score, go over, which doesn't help my, my number here. They go over on the road to the second highest rate uh, right now after the Doyers. But I, I think their, their offense is going to be the only thing that we see in here. So at nine runs, I do like uh, the under to come through. I also just wanted to talk about my guy, Yoan Adon. 
he's been all right. Like he's more of a reliever. And I actually made sure to look up the, the pronunciation. Cause I was like, there's no way this dude's name is Joan Adone. Uh, and it's not, it's Johan. Uh, and he, he's like, like, he's at one start, right? He's a young dude. He's at one start versus Cincy, but he wasn't bad outside of that one Homer that he gave up. He had one bad inning, but he pitched for six, only gave up three hits. And the three year runs came the, the majority of that on the one home run he gave up. He also had seven K's and no, no walks. Um, his stuff percentage is, is his stuff plus is still in, in the, in the top 50th percentile. So, I mean, even when he's coming in relief and played pitch for two or three or four innings, he's looked really like really actually better in those situations. So I think he's going to be able to at least keep this game a little bit below. I think he'll probably give up more runs than Paul Blackburn, but rather than try to chase the first five in this one, I do think Oakland is, is good to win. And I do think that the uh, nine runs is too much. I think Paul Blackburn is the only thing we should have confidence in, in this situation right here. So maybe you'd want to play it a different way where it's like under in the first five innings, because we're yeah. going to get a quality start. Maybe you want to bet the over on Blackburn's outs recorded or something like that. But yeah, the reason yeah. the A's go over, at that insane rate on the road is because they will also hand it over to relievers who are not necessarily in there to win games as they just move it along, uh, getting ready to go to Vegas. Uh, so we'll just keep it moving here. I mean, I'm taking an under in this uh, Brewers White Sox game, not that these team, these franchises are pointed that much higher, uh, but under eight and a half runs, pretty good juice for that. I will go a full unit because I trust Corbin Burns to continue pitching really well. Again, another Cy Young caliber pitcher, uh, two years yeah. removed from it. Seven straight starts with a, uh, with a 69 or lower adjusted ERA. That's adjusted for the uh, the stadium. I mean, that's because three against the Reds who can really mash and, and one against Philly in that right. span. You know, he's just pitching really well in the second half, holding batters to a 119 average to under 26% hard contact. And, I mean, do you trust Michael Kopech is the question. He's not been great this year yeah. by any means. His barrel rate has almost doubled to 14%, but it's the same velocity as last year where he had a, a, an XERA under four. Um, you know, he's still striking out a ton of guys at home in particular where you do have that lower park factor at a cellular field, I believe it's still called here. But Might have changed, you know. but yeah, we're somewhere around there. <laughs> okay. Guaranteed rate. I think that's what it is. There you go. But, you know, high K rate, high home run for nine ratio. But we're talking about the Milwaukee Brewers, and that's why I feel confident. I mean, they are 27th against the fastball this year, 23rd against the slider, uh, 22nd in terms of lifting home run fly ball ratio and, and hard contact on the road. They're hitting 226 on the road since the start of June. And that's why 60% of their road games do go under. Chicago, when they're under dogs, 60% under as well. And recently at home, you know, 10 of the last 15 home games have been unders as well. Speaking of that park factor to a degree, um, but mostly, I mean, yeah, Corbin Burns, great, great pitcher. Brewers offense, not so much. So I do feel pretty solid about that logic. Yeah, I like it. Um, I, I get it. The, the the Brewers are, are also struggling, but this is the one time that they don't, right? Um, they still have the two-and-a-half game lead on the Central. Corbin Burns has looked really good, and, and to your point, you do need to adjust for for where he's been uh, pitching as of late when he did have his bad starts. Uh, so much to look at with baseball, man. So many different variables coming into play, and I think with Corbin Burns, you kind of nailed the important stats um, that you can find some value on here for, for the the. 
uh, under in this game. And then, no, I don't trust Michael Kopech, so I don't love that. And the Brewers should win this game. I've been fading the White Sox since they lost everybody, and then Tim Anderson just got clocked. So, like, I've been fading them since then. The under I get, uh, and I'm assuming there's really no juice, right, with the with the with any kind of money line here for the Brewers. You'd have to at least take a run line, minus 102 for the run line. Minus 176 on the money line for them. So, I mean, I, I'm with the riding with Corbin, Corbin Burns, to your point, um, you know, about Paul Blackburn. That's that's how I would be playing this game as well. So, uh, finishing things off, though, uh, with a game that maybe will be a little bit more interesting. I don't personally think so, but Cleveland at Tampa Bay. Cleveland's a really fadeable team right now. I'm going to take a parlay here with Tampa over four and a half runs and Tampa Bay's money line. That gets you to plus 110 on DraftKings, half a unit. There is a little bit of a revenge factor uh, uh, an angle here, is what I'm trying to say, uh, for Aaron Savali, who will be on the mound for the Rays against his former team who just traded him. He was the one, at least the, I think maybe the only one of those new pitchers on a new team, you know, who's been good on a bad team, but he, he just didn't do well in his first start for the Rays. Everybody else who kind of went to a contender after getting traded from a team in the cell, in the cellar did really well, except for him. He, he gave up three runs. But it's interesting because he was playing the Tigers, and he's kind of been a lucky pitcher this year, which is another reason why, like, it, he, he doesn't give me the most confidence because of the way that he's only – like, for instance, against Detroit, gave up nine hits and four uh, in a third, but only had, gave up three runs in that in that instance. He's got a pretty nice left-on-base percentage. Balls aren't leaving the park against him with that uh, fly ball-to-home run ratio. So there's a few things indicating he's been lucky. I still think their money line is a good bet in this game uh, against Cleveland, who is almost equally as fatable as Chicago right now, in my opinion. Losing Josh Naylor and and Jose Ramirez being out, that's it. That those are your two hitters. If you if you look at uh, expected numbers, even versus uh, Savali in this one, like they're the only two guys who are in the red and they're not in the lineup, right? Like there's nothing here for anybody else because it's such a bad lineup at this point. So that's why I do like the the money line for Tampa Bay. The over for Tampa Bay is a little bit of a fade of Xavion Cur- uh, Curry. I'm sure I'm saying that first name wrong. Um, but his expected ERA is all the way at over five, uh, despite having an under three ERA right now. His K rate is below uh, is 17%. His walk rate's nice, only at six and a half, but uh, I think this is just going to be another instance of a, a, a team that's much better than the teams he's been facing coming up now and giving him a little bit more trouble. These Tampa Bay bats have been bad against righties, except for what since August started. So I think we really need to, to we're at a place now on August the 10th that we can go, this is a legit enough sample size to say they're hitting righties well again, back up to 108, um, excuse me, where am I at here? They're back up to uh, top 10 and top seven, really, and everything that I would really pr- primarily care about uh, with these Tampa Bay bats uh, and the way that they're b- back up in WRC plus batting average, o- OPS, all that kind of stuff. Uh, really, those main three that I care about. So uh, they- they've got a number of, of hitters that are going to come in and I think give Curry trouble. The the pen for Cleveland has been good, but I'm, I'm still not worried about it. So is the Tampa Bay pen uh, with a, a 3.4 X fit for them, a, a walk rate under seven. So all the numbers kind of for me are like, I think Tampa Bay is going to be able to get five runs in this game. Uh, and I do expect them to pull it out. So I, I wanted to get a little bit more juice on this bet. Yeah, and you're sticking with the Rays offense, even though they did not hit the lefty very well tonight, uh, but better in the righty-righty splits, I suppose. I mean, capable of going off at home and, the, the Guardians, while they did win a couple close games here in Toronto, I mean, pretty close to just kind of being eliminated, I guess, and just sort of letting go of the rope, starting starting to read the writing on the wall again. I mean, they've, mm-hmm. they've just been floundering for two years now with the worst offense in baseball, and it's like, how far are we really going? Um, so I I think if, if, if it rains, it might pour here in Tampa. Mm. Uh, 
And and that's why you will be able to get that over along with the money line. Yep, that's what I'm banking on. So that is all the time we have for you guys in this one. Continue to follow along, like, and subscribe to that page. Coming back to you every single weekday this year. So until we see you next, happy betting. Yeah.